0: hello and welcome to optimize your health podcast this is kylie and anna two personal trainers and a dietitian with a decade's worth of experience in the wellness industry
1: we want to provide you with a realistic approach to fitness and nutrition
0: all right y'all our first time on video so give us a break um welcome to our monochromaticness matching my wall hello the era of um the grayish wall but today we're going to be talking about Program design tips. So if for some odd reason you're not working with a coach or you really want to figure this out yourself and understand the science behind maybe previous programs that you've done, maybe you're doing a program right now and you're like, is this a good design for me? Does this make sense? Um, We're going to go through some program design tips, like a couple different workout split things, just so that we can talk about what program is good for you, what fits in within your schedule, some design tips, um, some differences in like the different types of exercises, like what's a compound exercise, what's an isolation exercise, and then just kind of like put it all together for y'all. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, We're going to kick it off into what program works best for you, right? And this is something that our clients talk about with us, like while it would be cool for you to like pay us on the daily to work out. That's not realistic to fit into everybody's schedule, right? Like, no, (laughs) (laughs) that's okay. And that's okay. But the first question you need to ask yourself is how many days a week can I consistently work out and how, like how much time do I have? Mm -hmm. Do I only have a 30 minute window? And when you're thinking about this, if you're driving to a gym, I want you to account that commute. And like, Mm -hmm. if you have to shower and get ready into that, right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are like two major questions for you there. And then your workout split or like how you should train body parts is going to be very dependent on that. Mm -hmm. So in general, I would say most of our people listening or people who are new to the gym, aiming for somewhere between two to three times a week. Right. Absolutely. Um, Mm depending on where you are on this journey, like maybe you've been listening to a ton of podcasts about working out. Maybe you've even gone to the gym, but you've just like hopped on the treadmill or the elliptical or the bike. And you're like, I'm ready to be confident. I'm ready to be in the weight section of the gym, but I'm scared. Mm -hmm. So starting out with two to three days so that you're not super intimidated, right? Like two to three days out of the seven days a week, that's not even half the week. So that's a really great starting point. And Anna and I always say, you know, we train our clients in, A 30 minute time frame or a 60 minute time frame Um, and picking somewhere that works for you there. Like maybe you have a super long commute to work and that needs to be factored in. Right. You can't work out for an hour and a half and then have to commute for an hour and a half. So looking at those factors, not only like what you're doing in the gym, but how long it takes you to get to the gym. Do you have to get ready X, Y and Z and then pick a workout split from there. So next we'll kind of talk about I know we talked about this in the last Q&A. I think
1: so. Okay. Yeah. we'll ask you.
0: Um, mm-hmm. What workout split is good for you? But we're just going to do like a teeny tiny refresh on there just so you can go over that. And we're going to do the workout splits that we recommend for clients, which is not the bro split. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. Yeah. No. And it's, it's just like your choice, whatever you can do that's achievable. Because that's one thing that Kylie and I see with clients. It's like they'll get this great idea. They'll want to work out, get fit, look in feel best in their bodies, but then it's like, oh, I fall off the bandwagon or I got burned out or I'm not feeling like I can keep doing this. And it's you want something to be achievable for you in your lifestyle and what you can commit with your family, other obligations, work. Um, but one of the main things that Kylie and I touched on in that QA is full body training. And I think that it's something where I personally I see a variety of clients, so I'll have them do an upper, lower, full body, full body split. I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but yeah. Like, it's pretty standard and it just gives you that well-rounded program to where you do hit every muscle group, but you're able to support your whole entire body in building muscle and losing fat without neglecting any specific areas.
0: Yeah. And I feel like too, when you're training in, you know, that full body or that upper, lower, mm-hmm. upper, lower split, if you miss a day, It's generally okay. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're consistently missing days, then maybe we need to, like, reassess things. But like we said, you know, like, we strength train ourselves four times a week, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a stretch, but we make it happen. And what happens is I feel like clients set themselves up for failure because they're like, I need to go hard in the gym five to six days a week. I need to train for 60 minutes to 90 minutes. And then Mm -hmm. they get burnt out they may injure themselves and two, that's not really feasible for the average Joe, right? Like the fitness enthusiast, that's not always achievable. Even if you're training yourself or maybe you're working out with a coach, like sometimes five days is super unrealistic. And we're here to say that that like, that is generally unrealistic. Mm -hmm. If You're a new mom. If you started a new job, if you have to go into work, if you don't have a home gym, if you don't have a community gym, that's like less than 10 minutes away, five days a week can be a stretch, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we want to be social. We want to have a life outside of the gym. Right. And to, to go from there. So that's just something else for you to like mull over when you're looking at it. Um, And
1: we absolutely support those of you who do that, you know, like props to you hats off. If you can do that five days or even like, you know, and when Kylie and I are saying this, we don't mean walking, right? Like we have that expectation that you walk every day. That is a form of movement. Yes. But like we're talking about that time that you are in the gym lifting weights here. Yes. Um, but next we're going to kind of speak about movement patterns. And this is one that I think as you see on <laughs> YouTube or Instagram or wherever you're finding like TikTok. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That as well. How could TikTok. I forget? Um, all of those platforms you're seeing people talking about exercise and their programs or other things, but they're not hitting all cylinders. Right? So, um, we'll kind of go through maybe examples. Yeah, we we'll one. Yeah. So, first one is your pulling movements. This is everything on your back, right? Um, your biceps, things that you are rowing, you're curling. Um, but you want to be sure, and obviously, this could be anything from a seated cable row, a lat pull down, right? Anything that is working on strengthening your back. That's the first one. Yes.
0: And then, so that's kind of upper body. So Mm -hmm. then you've got upper body push. So think everything on the anterior side or the front side of your body. So um, chest, shoulders, triceps. So think bench press, shoulder press, military press, push-up, a tricep extension or a skull crusher. Um, I'm trying to like go through, you know, the entire thing, like a tricep push down. So anything that obviously has a muscle group in the name, Mm duh. But those are two of like the upper body. So when we say push and pull, we're generally talking about those upper body push and pull movements. Mm-hmm. And you'll kind of see too, as we go through it, we're talking about training the front of the body and the back of the body. So the anterior is the front and the posterior is the back. So as you hear coaches say that, like, what in the hell is a posterior chain? That's, that's <laughs> what it is. It's the back side. So, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. a little uh, uh, education lesson Absolutely. for you here with this. Oh, but yeah. We love it. That's part of understanding things too, right? Mm-hmm. Like not to like digress off of the topic, but you got to understand the terminology if you're going to apply it into your programming. Right. So absolutely. You know, just a little side bit, but
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Next is again, posterior. And like that's kind of the interesting part with anterior posterior people start to assume like it's only one part, but like a hinging pattern, that is your posterior. Like when Kylie says the front side and the back side, it's like everything (laughs) that you can think of. So like hinging, right. It's primarily a glutes hamstring based movement. When we say that, we're talking about your deadlifts, whether it's Romanian, straight leg, whatever you're comfortable with, your hinging, even your hip thrust, whether it's single leg, both legs. Um, I know that I've seen people do a lot of those, like, how do I describe them appropriately? Um, You know, the rope in between the leg, they're hinging with the cable pull through. Yeah, that one. Or it's
0: like the tug of war, but you're like, bent over, well, I guess like this, and then (laughs) (laughs) They're yeah. <laughs> pulling the cable through this way. Like, I feel like that, and you're using the cable machine with the rope um, attachment.
1: attachment. At the bottom. Yes, at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And which it's, is fun. It's a good movement. Yeah. Nice hinged variety, yes. which is important. Yes. But. Um, but, yeah. And
0: then even things that are working the posterior chain that you're like, well, is that really, like hamstring rollouts, whether you're using oh, a Swiss yeah. ball, whether you're on a mm. machine, TRX. whether you're using, ooh, the TRX, yeah. yikes. Um, <laughs> or whether you're using, gl- using gliders or whether you're just like walking your feet out. Honestly, my client's one specifically that I can think of. He hates that exercise because it's so hard. <laughs> you know so exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are all like the posterior chain or mm. the hinge pattern. Yep. And then next we've got the lunge pattern, right? So a lot of the things that we've stated so far, we've said like some single leg movements, but obviously a lunge is a single leg movement, which is super important to look at stability, to practice balance. Mm. You can really look at your muscle imbalances here. So oh, yeah, um, you've got a forward lunge. You've got a static lunge. You've got a reverse lunge. You've got a lateral lunge. You've got, mm-hmm. I'm going in all directions here. Oh, you've yeah. got mm-hmm. a curtsy lunge. Um, but it's all something where one leg is stationary and the other leg is mobile. And these really help you identify your imbalances, like maybe you are right side dominant. So your right side, it's super easy to do a reverse lunge, but Mm -hmm. then your left side, you like tip over. And, you know, we do that in our client assessments. So Mm -hmm. um, it just really helps you identify some imbalances, um, is really good for single leg strengthening, ankle mobility, ankle strengthening. Um, and just that all around spot right there. So we love a we we love a Bulgarian split squat lunge. So oh Ooh, spice level, so good. Yeah, how <laughs> did I forget that one? That's like my favorite class. Like, oh oh
1: <laughs> um, I'm embarrassed for myself.
0: But yes, so mm-hmm. those are all mm-hmm. the lunges. Oh
1: yeah. Um, and next we have our squats, right? So compared to a hinge, when you're reaching the hips back behind you, right? Yes closing the door as some would say when you're squatting you're (laughs) bending the knees and sitting back so Mm -hmm. this is one where I think Kylie and I always giggle a little bit with clients because they're like oh I can't squat because of my knees I'm like do you sit throughout the day do you stand back up that's a squat you know it's like you you, you do it and we just want to support people in finding the right movement pattern because a lot of people and granted it's different based on your height right my Mm -hmm. squat looks totally different from Kylie's and that's okay like five nine five Two.
0: My <laughs> yeah. driver's
1: license says five three, but it's probably five. It's five. Let's But it's one of those things where everyone's squat as well. The like how wide your feet are mm-hmm. is going to be different. So that whenever like you're going through a program, or if you're trying to learn these movements just understand that it is gonna be individualized and it's mm-hmm. okay if yours does not look like everyone else's. Yeah. Um, but there's all sorts of different variety in squats, single leg, right? Yeah. that's always a really good one. Same thing with lunges, working on that imbalance if you do favor one leg over mm-hmm. the other. Whether you're doing a goblet squat, barbell squat, just working towards that full body well-rounded because it's mm-hmm. a compound movement, right? Mm-hmm. It's very quad-based, glute-based, core-based, stability-based, it's, yeah. it's one that I think a lot of people they feel nervous about and they, do. they don't do. They do. Yeah. And that's okay, but it's just something that we encourage you to work towards. Yeah.
0: And too, if it's something that you're not totally comfortable with and you're at the gym by yourself, you can start with machine based things for this mm-hmm. too. Um, if you want to work in the barbell, a lot of gyms now have a Smith machine where the barbell is on like a track. So mm-hmm. while you're moving the barbell, it's not as unstable as a freestanding barbell, mm-hmm. or you can do some variation of a leg press. Most gyms have that um, in there. Or you can do, if you really just want to be seated and really just focus on isolating that quad muscle, you can do the leg extension machine. So kind yeah. of like the hamstring curl machine, just for the front side of the body there. So as you're like going through all these exercises and listening to it, remember some are free weight based and some are machine based. There is mm-hmm. a time and a place for both. Absolutely. One is not superior to the other. Mm-hmm. And any coach that tells you otherwise is clearly not listening yeah. to you when you're you're giving them your fears or your nervousness or what you're struggling with or mm-hmm. where your injuries are because sometimes those machine-based exercises where it's on a specific track and can't let you externally rotate if you've got some shoulder injury or lingering tinglingness from uh, playing sports growing up Absolutely. so there's a time and a place for machines and it's a great place to start if you're a beginner and you're nervous mm-hmm. so don't let anybody tell you otherwise Anna and I use machines oh yeah Trainers that we've worked with also use machines for themselves and for clients. So there's a time Mm -hmm. and a place for both. It depends on what your goals are and where you're starting from. Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now we'll go kind of over like exercise selection, um, doing a variety of movements. So we obviously listed some exercises here. Mm -hmm. Depending on your workout split and how you're going, I really love to start out with compound movements, right? Mm -hmm. And what that means is that It's a movement in the push, pull, hinge, lunge, squat pattern that gets multiple muscles moving and multiple muscles from the lower body, the core, and the upper body. Mm -hmm. So one that I feel like is so easy to talk about is a squat, right? Like, let's go goblet squat because that's super easy for most people to think about. Mm -hmm. A goblet squat, you know, you're focusing on the quad, right? But you're also driving yourself back and you're holding the dumbbell in the front, which also puts a pull on your core muscles, right? So, those six packs muscles, those rectus abdominis, some of your obliques, and some of your transverse abdominals, which is like the core below your belly button, mm-hmm. um, and that puts a nice— um, I'm not gonna— and pressure is not the right word, but puts a nice resistance mm-hmm. on those muscles. So, while it's obviously a focused in a lower body movement, it you're working multiple muscles while doing it depending on how heavy the weight is right like your arms have to hold oh, that yeah. weight up it's not like you're light, you're not balancing it on your mm-hmm. kneecaps right um so your arms are also holding that weight up when you're in that goblet position that's why it's called a goblet squat. it's based on the position of the dumbbell there mm-hmm.
1: and keep the shoulders back yes and keep it, the
0: shoulders right? back right like we're not, we're not hunched no. over here but shoulders are nice and rolled back and you are holding in this mm-hmm. position um maybe at some point on, we have a YouTube channel where you can look at all of the exercises and it's really cool because one of us is doing the exercise and the other one is talking about the exercise. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, I don't know if I do that, then you can go and look at our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, and a goblet squat I promise is on there along with like six different variations of goblet Mm -hmm. squat. Um, but yeah, so exercise selection, we love to pick out compound movements first, um, and then slowly trickle it down. Um, you know, everybody programs differently, but how I like to program, and I think Anna is similar, is that we're doing these big, heavy compound movements first. I like to go for a few more sets with less reps so that we can really challenge yourself oh, weight-wise, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. means, like, three to four working sets of something, and maybe you're, you know, depending on you, you're doing, like, five to eight reps of something. I prefer mm-hmm. even numbers, so it's usually six to eight reps yep. of something. Yep. <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. And then... I like to kind of like trickle down into the other things. And Mm -hmm. if you want to like touch on accessory work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and those compound movements, like they can also include, I don't know how many people know, like your seated overhead press, whether it's a barbell or dumbbells, military press, your bench press, right? Deadlifts. And those are ones. And I think Kylie and I prefer people to do those first because you're not over fatiguing Mm -hmm. your body, right? Like, if you start with the hardest thing when you do the rest you're going to be set up for success compared to if you mm-hmm. do your accessory work or you lengthen your warm-up too much and then when you get to your compound movement your body's already going to be like toast <laughs> and, and not from it. like a safety perspective right? oh absolutely mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, um but the accessory work it kind of depends on you're doing that day right so like if i'm doing full body with kylie like this is where we're probably going to focus on our smaller muscles right so when we say that we're talking about the ones that are secondary like your rear delts right um even we work on like lateral raises even though that's shoulders right it's Mm -hmm. your deltoid more than that so think of the movements where it's not all of the muscles, we're working Mm -hmm. on specific ones. So even like Kylie and I will do a rear delt fly with a curl, right? Because curls, it's just your bicep, right? Again, pulling movement, but you're not using anything else. And like Kylie said earlier, the leg extension would be a great add on your squat day, right? Because you're going to be working that quad primarily, Mm -hmm. specifically with that machine. Even if you do the hamstring curl, it's going to focus on your hamstrings. So think of those accessory movements as anything where it's one specific muscle group Um, and generally i feel like if you're doing the exercise
0: correctly you can feel that muscle working Mm -hmm. so you know in a squat you're like i feel that all over that was terrible well when you're doing an accessory movement think like a bicep curl or bicep a bicep (laughs) curl or (laughs) like that rear delt fly like Mm -hmm. you should feel that small muscle group activating obviously the bicep is a bigger muscle Mm -hmm. but the rear delt is a teeny tiny muscle like you can google Posterior chain muscles, and it will pop up mm-hmm. there. and mm-hmm. um, Absolutely. But you should be able to feel those muscles, and that's where kind of like that muscle and mind connection comes in. Yeah. But that's just kind of our thought process is that you're working up with those compound movements, and you're doing more sets, less reps. And then how we kind of like to program is as you trickle down and get more into that accessory work, maybe it's two to three sets, but you're doing – Twelve to fifteen reps or mm-hmm. eight to ten reps, you know, mm-hmm. depending on what the exercise is. You will never catch me doing fifteen bicep curls. Oh. I can tell you that right now. Eight is the max. Um maybe ten. Maybe 10. <laughs> Depends on what dumbbell I grab. Um, but yeah, so think of that. And mm-hmm. you know, we'll do a podcast on that too, like how to pick your weights, like heavy versus light oh, weights yes. and that type
1: of stuff, because mm-hmm. that's a whole other topic of discussion that we would be here for. But And I think too with like accessory work whenever people might go see a physical therapist for something that happened or low back discomfort, this is also where you're going to start to apply those movements. And like, I think Kylie and I, we focus on really prevention, prevention for injury. So you'll see in our program that you're going to start with a specific movement, but it's like you want to trickle in specific other exercises. That way, when you wake up the next day or Mm -hmm. two days after, you're not like, completely not able to move but you're able to feel that you strengthen your muscles without yeah. that over fatigue
0: you Yeah, know? and even to from like an injury prevention standpoint, you know, like you mm-hmm. we mentioned like clients complaining like they can't do squats Well, like is it a knee problem? Is it a hip problem? Yes. Like where is the source of that previous injury or that ailment or that like? Mm-hmm. Lagging muscle coming from because a lot of times people think it's coming from the exercise itself but it's just coming from maybe part of the movement pattern, but like a weaker part of that movement Mm -hmm. pattern. Right. So that's something else too, that we like to do to isolate, not only like, where are you struggling from like muscle imbalance wise, but Mm -hmm. like from an injury, like prevention standpoint, you know, like for our people that are either standing or sitting all day long, like Mm -hmm. those movements might be sore because you're not used to using those muscles. So that's also where the accessory work comes into play, I feel like.
1: Yeah. And you can think of it too, as like, whether you're doing and like squats are a really good example because it can either be really glute focused really mm-hmm. quad focused it's not necessarily wrong right but for most people why we want to focus on those accessory and isolation mm-hmm. movements is because the wrong muscles might be firing right And right. we just need yes. to train yes. the right one to engage and right. and it, it is it's just like your body's super smart it's going to find the easiest way out mm-hmm. whether you're doing an exercise it's mm-hmm. going to recruit the stronger muscle instead of the one it should be sometimes. And that just happens with our daily movement patterns, right? Like my shoulders might be rounded, so my right muscles might not engage when I'm (laughs) doing a pull-down or something, you know? And it's like, it's not necessarily bad or wrong, and we're not like shaming you, but it's just something to be mindful of when you are Mm -hmm. exercising, when you are doing accessory movements to focus on the right ones.
0: Yeah. And two, I feel like, oh, I just lost my train of thought. That's fine.
1: Totally fine. We'll talk about putting it all together. Yeah. Let's put it all together. We love it.
0: So... Putting it all together. What the heck does this mean? Like, we Mm -hmm. talked about all this stuff. What you're wanting to do is you're looking at how you're spreading your workouts. Mm -hmm. If you're doing two to three days, we recommend full body, right? Absolutely. If If you are maybe on the fence between full body or like three days and four days you could try an upper lower and a full body mm-hmm. but you need to guarantee that you're making it to the gym those three days a week so that you can hit all major muscle groups to see muscle gain right mm-hmm. um oh, that's i think what it was without. side note um, <laughs> came back it's but fine. yeah we'll talk about it later it's fine we'll just keep pushing forward um but looking at that and then if you're doing four days a week doing um a upper, lower, upper, lower, and making sure that you're doing push movements, Mm pull movements for upper. Then in those lower body days, you're hinging, you're lunging, and you're squatting. Mm -hmm. And then within these days too, you can also add in some sneaky core work as you like as a finisher. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we obviously recommend this because a lot of times in these lower body patterns, if you're not properly engaging the core or the muscles aren't there, Mm -hmm. you're going to hurt yourself. So that's usually where we trickle in that like sneaky core work is usually what I call it. my clients like do not look forward to it. Or, you know, I get like a glare during a session where they're like,
1: what's going to be next? (laughs) That 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 hurt.
0: I literally got a text from one of my clients today. We did um, that um, eccentric pull up yesterday. And they were like, I'm not sure what hurts worse, like the core engagement from that or my lats. And I was like, I'd love to hear it. Like we're strengthening that because, Uh you know, Mm -hmm. part of doing a pull up, which is a really difficult exercise. Like don't Mm -hmm. let your elementary fitness test tell you otherwise. Mm -mm. It's a core based movement and setting yourself up correctly, you know, makes it like that. So really challenge yourself to look at your devotion time that you have to the gym, including travel time, getting ready time, Mm -hmm. exit time. And how many days you can consistently make it to the gym a week that's great if you aspire to go four to five days but where are you now and meet yourself there to set yourself up for success Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um and then putting it all together like picking movement patterns you can go ahead (laughs)
1: okay so of course like Kylie and I we developed our program captivating change this past year which we were thankful to help and support many many people Uh Um, we primarily focus it on your squat hinge and pulling movements so we have it designed in three days split up but it is really a well-rounded program to where we do focus on all elements right so we do have you do your compound movements accessory work isometric exercises and it's something where like Kylie said on our YouTube channel, hers obviously because she's a she's a tech person. <laughs> really. it's technology, social media. To, shout out to P. Blessed, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Paul. <laughs> um, but it is something where, like on our guides, every single exercise you're able to click on it, and it links you to our videos with one of us doing the exercise and one of us giving cues. So it is something where we really want to support you in understanding how to do specific movement patterns Mm -hmm. to where you feel confident to do so, especially if you're going to the gym for the first time or if you're in the gym and you've seen people do these exercises, but you're just too anxious to try on your own, right? Like, and it's pretty intensive movements, like a landmine sway. Like a lot of people don't know what that is, but it's it's a good level Mm -hmm. up. And I think Mm -hmm. we have two guides.
0: Yes, Mm 1.0 and 2.0. And we have an at-home version if going to the gym is not something that's feasible for you right now. Mm-hmm. So no machine-based exercises, right? You're using dumbbells, bands, um, and maybe, like, if your kids have, oh, yeah, a bench or a box or a chair. Um, and then if you wanted to, like, level up some of the things like a yoga ball or... I think that's it really i think so yeah or kettlebells if you have those you know whatever you got on amazon prime day um or from play it again sports or from suzy q who is now selling her home gym equipment Marga, uh-huh. our, sorry, <laughs> our favorite. um so there we have the strength mm-hmm. guide 1.0 and 2.0 and that's a gym based three days and then mm-hmm. we have we not dialed it back, but altered the exercises to still be the same movement patterns, just something different because you're using dumbbells and bands. Mm -hmm. So that's the at-home version 1.0 and Mm 2.0. So those are 12 weeks. I guess we should clarify that too. So you have Mm -hmm. four or three different phases so that you can nail down the movement patterns. You can progressively overload it so that you can push yourself to gain muscle Mm -hmm. during that four-week stretch. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the next phase where it's, Still similar movement patterns, but just like a spice level up. So it's like spice level one, spice level two, and spice level three, mm-hmm. three, not four, but <laughs> that's how it goes. And then 2.0 is obviously the same concept, just the pushed version. So it's essentially six months of programming done mm-hmm. for you, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Because as a trainer, that's literally the worst part is like programming is, for ourselves. Oh, no, absolutely.
1: <laughs> and it is. It's one of those things where it's like, we really encourage people to do, and in our guides, we have all sorts of freebie information that Kylie's developed from mm-hmm. dietitian side of things, and just information. Forgot kind about of, that. You're fine. Kind of like the total daily energy expenditure where we've hit on in our podcast, but you you have a lot of freebie information on that. But the importance of going through four weeks straight of the same movements. This I'm sure could be a topic in itself, and maybe we'll do like a rapid fire. But that'd oh, yeah, be fun. It is really important. In order for muscles to grow appropriately, to not get hurt, prevent injury. And when you're switching it up all the time at the gym, you're not gonna see any results, which is kind of harsh for me to say, but like you have to have consistency in movements, right? In Mm -hmm. order to build muscle and change your physique. If you're switching it up all the time, it's gonna be really hard to keep track of your weight, Mm -hmm. your sets, Mm -hmm. unless you have. And we love the guys who do this in the notebooks of oh, stuff we written love them. down. But also all of them are probably benching every week, mm-hmm. keeping track of the weight that they're doing, their reps, mm-hmm. same thing with their rows, same thing with their squats. And yeah. it's one of those things where in our guys, although you are repeating four weeks, four weeks, four weeks, you are going to change your physique and have success in your movements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And two, like, you'll, you heard Anna say the word consistency. And that's what we're working towards
0: yep. here. Establishing a gym routine that you can be consistent with. Not perfect with, but consistent yeah. with, right? Like I used this example on a call with a client yesterday. You can do one week of TikTok workouts perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't do anything for the other 51 weeks of the year. Oof. <laughs> Looking at your total average, like yeah. that's not great. Mm-hmm. But if you are maybe perfect 26 weeks out of the year mm-hmm. and you're consistent 20 weeks out of the year, 46 out of 52. I can't do math in my head, but that's a better average Mm -hmm. than that. So aiming for consistency, not perfection. We preach this with all of our clients. I preach it with dietitian clients. I preach it with clients that are doing both training and dietitian stuff. Mm -hmm. And I preach it with just my training clients. And I know Anna preaches it with her clients as well. It's consistency Mm -hmm. and pushing yourself to be uncomfortable, but not perfect is always going to be the best. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just kind of what we have. But that's all we have for today. I hope you enjoyed our monochrobatic video for the oh, first time. Love it. <laughs> all right. um, but for now, you guys got this.
1: <laughs> As always, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. It is a pleasure having you. Please leave us a review where you listen to our podcast.
0: Be sure to hit the follow button so you never miss out on our weekly episodes.
1: We'll see you later, but for now... You've You've got got this. this.